0: what up traders time to change the color change the mood let's get in my man i've been missing him since we got, had to take a day off and i can't blame the guy he he works so hard let's bring him on the brains to this show chris Ketcher. what's up dude how you what's doing? going on brother how you been hey it's good to have you back man i don't know about thank you thank you uh, I don't know about you, but I missed you yesterday. I was by myself trying to talk to myself, but it wasn't going the best. But, hey, like always, it's good to have you back, brother.
1: You know, I went back and watched and looks like you did okay, you know, and I I learned some stuff as well. So, you know, we're always out there teaching each other. So thanks for holding the fort down while I was gone back today. uh, You know, so we got some deals to talk about today even too, uh, you know, on this Tuesday. So
0: yeah, we're going to do a lot today, guys. If you guys are just in tune, guys, we're going to go through the March SPACness. We're going to do the Final Four, and we're going to go even to the National SPAC Championship. I know you guys probably watched it last night, but you guys got to see who we got. In the win today, I don't know if you guys saw the thumbnail, but I'm excited. Let me go ahead up and just kind of pull this up before we get into our headlines because it's gonna be fun. You know, there's some great battles coming up. So if you like our, our March backness idea, definitely let us know who's gonna win the battle. Will it be DraftKings? Will it be Butterfly? Will it be Desktop Metal or? The, the the one that will probably shake everybody if it's Romeo Powers here taking the win. Let's see what happens today. All right, but before we get into that, let's get into everybody's favorite part where you go ahead and get your information today and taking us back to the headlines.
1: All right, guys. Yeah, so up first on headlines today, we have SBG. That Sandbridge, the company taking Owlette public. Um, so we, of course, had the founder of Owlette, Kurt Workman, on the show not too long ago. So earnings out last night from Owlette reported full year revenue of $75.4 million, up 51% year over year, gross margin 47.6% compared to 46% the previous year. You know, and Workman out talking about that new online platform, Dream Lab, and the continued growth of the Owlet Cam in 2020, and then more catalysts coming into 2021. And then, of course, Sandbridge also highlighting the addition of Zane Burke, the former CEO of Lavongo, joining the board of directors, um, you know, as they look to boost that digital health and telehealth platform for outlet going forward. So keep an eye out on that one, ticker SBG. Then another one we've been talking about a lot lately, we have Playboy, that's P-L-B-Y. You know, this company is transforming itself. It went public as, you know, trying to shift away from the magazine uh, business that so many people knew um, the brand for. They were going to focus on, you know, sexual wellness and health now the company is going all-in on NFTs. Um, it has been very vocal about its uh, you know, archive of content that can be made into NFTs. So shares are trading higher today. They announced that Nifty Gateway um, is partnering with them to create a digital art collaboration on uh, Nifty Gateway's blockchain-powered marketplace. Um, you know, so no surprise here. Again, they had talked about um, getting into NFTs. Nifty Gateway, a large name in the space, so shares are trading higher. This is positive news. This one continues to run. You know, as you see that chart, who would have thought that Playboy would be one of the best performing D-spacs of 2021? This one got you know not much interest when that deal was announced. Not much interest through the deal process. And then, as soon as the NFT talk started, this one started to heat up, you know. And I have several articles out about this on the site. And I have to agree, they do have a large library of content. They also want to do the NFT business, you know, on their own instead of just licensing out their content. So this partnership with Nifty Gateway looks to be the start of that. So keep an eye out on Playboy here. And then we have a couple uh, ratings upgrades here. So we have M I L E. That's Metro Mile. Piper Sandler initiates with overweight, a price target of $15. Um, so keep an eye out on this one. This one is backed by Mark Cuban, <clears throat> also has Chamath in on that pipe. Um, you know, pay per mile, interesting growth name going forward. Getting some love out there from analysts. Then we have GNOG, Golden Nugget Online, one we've talked about a lot. Getting a buy rating and a $28 price target from Jeffries this morning. Um, you know, so again, as we as we look at March Madness and the growth of sports betting, you know, GNOG um, is one that's focused, you know, on the iGaming side and also the sports betting side. Shares are up 12% today, um, you know, on that call from Jeffrey. So, getting some nice momentum here, um, you know. So we'll see what happens when maybe some of these numbers are reported from March Madness or some of these states that Golden Nugget operates in. To see if we can keep that momentum going forward, you know, in this high growth, but highly competitive sports betting and iGaming market. Then one of our other big movers today, and of course, we're going to get into it with Mark Spackness, but we have Romeo Power, RMO, uh, you know, rocketing higher today. Um, Again, this one got hammered um, last week after reporting earnings and then also lowering their guidance for the current fiscal year. I do own shares of RMO. So shares are up big today. They extended their partnership with uh, uh, Paccar, a global technology leader um, in the medium and heavy duty trucks, uh, brands such as Kenworth and Peterbilt. So this is one of the, you know, the largest and most well-known uh, semi companies in the U.S. So Romeo is going to supply batteries for several of those new semis uh, for the U.S. and Canada through 2025 so it says the start of production is anticipated to begin after 2021 so again this is a extension it's not a new partner but it does extend a current deal that they had and it's important to note that the key there is this is taking place after 2021 so as i said romeo power you know uh issued that lower guidance for 2021. That this new deal with Packard this morning is not going to change that 2021 guidance, I don't believe as this revenue is going to come, you know, after that time, but again as Mitch and I have both said, you know, with Romeo and some of these battery companies, you know, you might have to look a little forward out um you know who's getting the deals uh, you know who's supplying the, these large companies, and what does the you know framework look like a couple years down the road? But RMO showing a, a nice move today on that news, and we have uh, BFLY, so Butterfly Network, which again we're going to talk about during March Spacness today. This is a top performer, so. More shares added to ARK funds yesterday. Kathy Wood and her team have been a big buyer in this company, which has a portable ultrasound. Um, CEO Jonathan Rothberg also out with a tweet talking about how uh, Butterfly Network's device is going to be on a SpaceX rocket and go to the International Space Station. So the crew is going to test the Butterfly IQ ultrasound device used in conjunction with a mobile computing device in the space environment. So not only are we seeing, you know, these portable ultrasounds help uh, hospitals with their costs from not having to, you know, transport bulky equipment around, they can also help in emerging markets that don't have the money or the infrastructure for the large ultrasound machines. And now you possibly have this device Being able to work in space, which as we see the growth of space going forward, you know, could be a a big thing um, in the future. Our our big movers yesterday, no surprise, DMYD up 41%, hitting all-time highs on that NFL exclusive deal. I know Mitch talked about that one yesterday. DMYD merging with Genius Sports Getting that NFL deal, um, you know, and obviously shares rocketing higher on that exclusive deal, and then also TDAC up seven percent, um, taking lottery.com public, but they also announced that they have the sports.com domain and plan to enter the sports betting market. So again, investors reacting to that news and, and the possible catalyst there of what can they do with that sports.com domain. How can they monetize it? How can they get into the sports betting market? This is an interesting chart Mitch has up there. So TDAC, they had that, you know, that rumor with lottery.com for a long time. Then they had the definitive agreement, but they didn't issue a presentation. And then finally that presentation came out last week. Um, You know, shares started moving higher again. And then now we have, you know, the, the, not only the lottery.com, but also the sports.com. Um, you know, this is an exciting one going forward. Uh, we're trying to get someone from the team to come on one of our shows because I know there's been some comments out there in the chat. People want to hear about this one, which is a good sign. So to me, TDAC on my watch list going forward. Um, and then we had run, one rumor yesterday. So MRAC uh, is in talks with Enjoy which is a company that operates retail stores for Apple, AT&T, BT, and Rogers, Um, so mostly phone companies, Um, so the retail side of things. This MRAC SPAC is backed by uh, the Chicago Cubs owner and also the Rain Group. Um, Not a lot of details, and again, this is a rumor, but this is out from Bloomberg, which has been pretty spot on with SPAC rumors, as you guys know. Um, But shares, of course, you know, selling off now on that rumor. And then we had two deals announced this morning. Uh, So we have ticker ROT going public, taking Sarcos Robotics, a leader in mobile industrial robotic systems uh, to enable the workforce of the future, uh, talking about productivity. Um, So this is... Uh, pipe of $220 million backed by some pretty strong names. We have BlackRock, we have Palantir, we have Caterpillar, Schlumberger, uh, Jaws Estates Capital, um, you know, so some decent names. And then they also have a deal with Delta Airlines. Um, so they're expecting to release their Guardian Exo full body wearable industrial exoskeleton robot in mid 2022. Um, and then, you know, more Robots in the future. So, again, talking about productivity with these exoskeletons uh, and the SPAC deal helping to power um, the financials that they need. But they're looking at all kinds of industries aerospace, automotive, logistics, defense, oil and gas, power, and utilities, calling it a $147 billion market just in the US alone. Uh, So, they're going to operate with a robotics as a service solution. Um, you know, and they already have key strategic partners, including several Fortune 100 companies. As I said, Delta Airlines, you know, highlighted in the announcement today. So this one, you're going to have to wait a little bit for revenue. So revenue of nine million dollars this year in fiscal 2021, 22 million in fiscal 2022, and then we expand after that. Uh, this deal valuing the company at 1.3 billion dollars. So this one again, you're you're paying for the growth up front. So you know, I, I don't anticipate this one to do much more running um, today after that deal announcement. The the other big announcement today, and this is the one uh, that I could see running over the next couple of days. So we have ticker MUDS uh, bringing Tops back to the public market. So Tops. Is one of the most well-known trading card companies. If you ever collected cards as a kid, like myself, you you know the Tops name well. Topps dates back to you know the fifties, the nineteen fifty-two Mickey Mantle card. Um, you know that continues to set new records as we see the growth of you know trading card values from these auctions. So uh, they announced this deal. Michael Eisner is going to stay as the chairman of TOPS. Uh, He's currently the chair there, and he is the former CEO of the Walt Disney Company. So current shareholders of ticker MUDS will own 28% of the company after the merger. That's a pretty good chunk. Uh, So Topps is best known for its trading cards, but also they have digital trading cards, and they have a digital gift card business and a confections business. The confections business includes Bazooka, Ring Pop, and some other candy brands. Tops has deals with the NFL, or has deals with MLB and NHL, Formula One, WWE, Disney, so Star Wars and Marvel, several soccer leagues. They don't currently have deals with NFL or NBA. But I think that's worth watching because it's of note in the presentation that the Milwaukee Bucks owner is joining the board of directors for TOPS. So keep an eye out on that as we see an NBA owner get added. Maybe we could see some NBA cards in the future from TOPS for a partnership. Uh, but tops is going hard right now on digital uh, cards and then also NFTs. So their tops Now segment uh, is features, uh, you know, Recent moments, so like a player's first home run, there was a Tigers player the other day who got a tops Now card of his first ever home run. We also saw a tops Now card with Bernie Sanders uh, in those mittens at the Joe Biden inauguration, sold over 100,000 units, um, and they're only available one time through the tops website. Uh, you know, so expanding that digital presence, and then also NFTs. So Tops has released Garbage Pail Kids and Godzilla NFTs, and they say that their spring summer twenty twenty one release pipeline of NFTs is strong, and, and more details will be coming in the future. Revenue of five hundred and sixty seven million in fiscal twenty twenty, up twenty three percent. EBITDA of ninety two million. So last year revenue was fifty five percent physical cards. 6% digital cards, 4% gift cards and 35% confections. E-commerce sales made up 30% of the business. Revenue estimates of 692 million for fiscal 2021 and 777 million for fiscal 2022. Um shares were up this morning. They're starting to move uh, again, you know, this one to me so we're up 11% over eleven dollars. To me, this one looks similar to a a possible Playboy, where you have a well-known brand, uh, you know, high revenue, you know, profitability, and now they're getting into NFTs. So I think this one has room to run, um, and I'll be curious to see what the next couple of days bring. Um, and then turning to our calendar, we have uh, no votes scheduled on my calendar for this week, but we do have some. Um, you know, rounding out the rest of April. So that's what I've got today. What What do you think, Mitch, that, that top deal, you know, very exciting and, and again, up 11%. So we're seeing a, a decent move for a SPAC announcement today. And, you know, given the uh, interest in NFTs and that well-known brand, I think this
0: one might have uh, more room to run. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting. You know, I've actually owned tops cards myself I mean I'm kind of really upset I don't want to get into it but I lost them in a storage war kind of a situation so I can at least say that guys but I had I had so many good cards that I'm gonna always regret I had uh, a game worn jersey from Ichiro that I i, I literally spent300 dollars just trying to get this one pack um they, they were coming out with game used jersey pieces on their cards. And, and, and yeah. then, so that, that was very interesting. That's when I thought they, they were starting to change. They're starting to change just being just a card, a regular card and trying to be more limited edition. And, and, and let's go to the website here. So one of the things that I noticed in, and I noticed right off the top was they kind of gave you some insight here that on March 31st, they were coming out with this NFT. That could have gave you some insight that maybe they were looking for a SPAC acquisition. You know, if they were coming with the NFT, they were probably going to go ahead and attack the public investment game here. And 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 that could have gave you the insight. So always look for little signs like this. You know, if I would have saw if I would have saw a tweet like this over the weekend that this this could possibly be a spec, if I would have saw NFT attached to it, I, I probably would have been thinking, yeah, this could be a potential.
1: What do you think, Mitch? So, you know, they already have an existing board of directors, but then they announced today that they're adding a couple people. So, so tops has deals with baseball and hockey of the four major sports, but they add a a owner from the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks owner to the board of directors. Do, Do you think that was strategic or just, you know, brush it aside?
0: Well, you mentioned it well, and I'm sure a lot of people got it kind of like a little flag there going off. And really what it is, is that there's no reason why tops shouldn't have a deal with those two leagues, you know, and if that's really going to come down to it, if they want to really step up their game, I think you see that coming out also. And so look for that deal to be happening in the next couple of, I would say, even weeks But one of the things that I'd mention is that you know tops is all about also about collectibles. And and really we 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 talked about it in the pandemic, collectibles went booming and and they're back in in favor. You know, there was a while there that you know having art baseball cards, whatever it was, it wasn't really taking off here. And and now you really do have a chance. I might I might have to go for my Derek Jeter card. I mean, (laughs) you can't go wrong with the Derek Jeter card. That's right. But uh definitely you know it, you see they have their wall art they have other things they have tops authentics um where you can get like let's say autographs and memorabilia um it, it's not just a card company i know a lot of people are going to just put it to that but they they're starting to step in in different areas look look at your funko <laughs> even a funko on their yeah. on their website you know we, uh, got, we so. got
1: baby yoda there and that's that's another key point for me here Mitch, is you already have an existing relationship with Disney, right? They make Star Wars cards. They make Marvel cards. And, and Michael Eisner, who was the CEO of Walt Disney Company for several years, he's the chairman of TOPS. So to me, I got to think that that relationship with Disney is strong. And, and when we talk about NFTs, you, you know, there's so many companies, you know, talking about NFTs or exploring NFTs and, and some of them, you know, it's just drawings or, you know, videos that aren't licensed by the actual companies. Here you have a company like Tops that can do, you know, NFTs from Disney because they have the license. Same as I talked about with Funko, Right. You know so when you want to look at the companies that could win long term with NFTs, I, I think tops is one of them because of those established deals. So, you know, garbage pale kids Godzilla might not jump off the page as these huge NFTs, but but they were successful. Um, the garbage pale kids ones, you know, brought in a decent amount of money. And now, if they're gonna do, you know, sports NFTs and you know some Star Wars NFTs. What a great time to go public to really capitalize on that, in my in my opinion here.
0: All right, guys, I'll get off other of baseball cards before I start buying some. I was already starting to pull the wallet out. I was like, Yeah, the Gary Sheffield. That that, that was my ba- favorite I know, baseball doesn't it take you back? Up.
1: And that's and that's the thing, you know, with cards during the pandemic, there's so much interest. Everyone's, you know, doing, you know, going through their old cards, finding those valuable ones, and we're seeing these record-breaking deals you know, for some of these older cards. And tops doesn't necessarily make money off of, you know, auctions for an old TOPS card, right? It already sold, but they're making money because people are returning to the market. They're buying new tops cards. And, and then also that shift to digital cards where maybe they can make revenue off of each transaction, you know, in the NFT market can build that, you know, residual revenue for them.
0: Yeah, guys. You know, one of the things that is being mentioned out in the chat, you know, that Tops has been a kind of a undervalued company for so long. But one of the things is, pandemic can change all that. And and one of the things that you've seen, you've seen certain companies go to levels that it doesn't make sense. So don't don't think that this can't be one of those that can go to levels where it doesn't make sense. Uh, and so that's why I'm going to keep my eye on this one. Um, I definitely think there's going to be some interest. Uh, the NFT game in out of, out of their business is kind of like purely intended for their business. It, it, you, can't, you couldn't say it would be more directly correlated than with baseball cards or kind of even like you saw Star Wars they're starting to get into. Um, there's definitely going to be more and more that people are going to want. And the really question is, do th- does the collectibles keep growing? Do we still get that boom in the collectibles? I think that's what you got to pay attention to. All right, guys, let's go ahead and let's get into our favorite time of the day. Let's get into the March SPAC All right, guys, so one of the things that we've been doing, guys, is we've been doing this National SPAC Championship, this bracket that we did. Uh, at the end of the day, it was just for fun. But if you guys enjoyed it, definitely let us know in the comments below or give us a good like button there. We appreciate it there. And definitely, if you can do us a favor, hit the share button down below. Let everyone know the National SPAC Championship is on today. We're going to get through the final four and get to the championship. But let's go ahead and let's get right into it. First up, first, we're going to have a battle of all battles here. Um, this is going to be Romeo versus desktop medals here, guys. So what do you think, Chris?
1: All right, guys, I hope we're ready to vote out there. Um, you know, so we're gonna just get through the rest of this tournament, right? We saw Baylor win last night, um, you know, knocking off undefeated Gonzaga. Um, you know, so press one for Romeo, two for desktop metal. This is an interesting matchup. And again, I do own shares of RMO, but this company's been beaten down with that guidance. we're We're talking about which stock's gonna perform best from, you know, the start of this tournament. Till the end of 2021, for me, I think Romeo might be a year away from really turning the court the corner, getting that guidance, you know, adjusted. That new Packard deal today, desktop metal, um, you know, in a competitive market, 3D printing. There is some other companies coming public in that space, but you know, to me. I I guess I got to vote for desktop metal here because I think they end up having the better 2021. I I think Romeo is just out of favor here and and it's going to be until 2022 that we really see shares come back. What, What do you think, Mitch?
0: Well, you know, one of the things is these are two companies that have a lot of potential. All right. And so one of the things that I'd mentioned first is for Romeo Power, it's, it's all about the partnerships. And we ran into supply issues there, but the partnerships still exists, guys. And so that's one thing I definitely keep on mind is I've seen those partnerships. I've seen the companies they work with. If they can get their supply issue together, they can meet that demand out there. That's definitely out there as you see from their partnerships. Now with Desktop Metals, I mean, you're talking about uh, a company that was really looked at great upon, you know, um, when it first rocketed up. And, and one of the things I'd mentioned here is I think, you know, there's a transition here. Um, there's, this is, these are two plays that are kind of the new generational plays moving forward. And, and you're talking about battery plays going into electric vehicles and you're talking about some kind of 3d manufacturing. And and so one of the things that I I, I pay attention to is how are we going to get towards the next level and what is more important first? And so I think at the end of the day, you know, we've already had our kind of supply issues um, and and you can see the supply chains kind of getting hurt here. Um, So with that being said, I think the demand is more needed for desktop metals than it is for Romeo powers right now today. And so with that being said, I say Bob the Builder, <laughs> can we fix it? Bob the Builder, yes, we can. So yes. I'll go with, I'll, I'll yes be putting that Yes, we can.
1: it looks like Desktop Metal getting the vote. So Bob the Builder is moving on.
0: <laughs> Bob the Builder moving on, guys. Desktop Metals gets the win. You guys already know uh, we're moving on with Desktop Metals into the finals here. Let me go ahead and, just fill this in here for us oh I got the click here hold on
1: all right guys so while Mitch is getting that in there our our other matchup here today so you know and again talk about you know four great companies left at the end here over on the right side right hand side we have a blockbuster matchup we have dkng that's draftkings Sports betting, iGaming, uh, a leader in terms of number of states. And then we have Butterfly BFLY, as you heard me say, the top of the show, portable ultrasound, you know, backed by Bill Gates, Bailey Gifford, founded by Jonathan Rothberg, who's bringing uh, several companies uh, public via SPAC. Um, you also have Kathy Wood and ARC Funds grabbing tons of shares of Butterfly, but also grabbing shares of DraftKings as their lone sports betting company that they own. Uh, you know, and Butterfly going to space, right? A portable ultrasound now now heading all the way up to space. This is a huge matchup. I, I love both of these companies long-term. Um, you know, I, I'll be curious to see what the chat says. So, you know, press one for DraftKings, two for Butterfly, uh, I, I don't know, Mitch, what What do you think before I, before I make my vote here and uh, we get all these votes tallied up?
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things that I'd say is that this was a competition of two companies that I think are in different areas. And, and so one of the things is DKNG, I think, is just making moves not based off of the business structure, but based off of the revenue and TAM in the market. So what is available out there in the gambling market? That's why I think DKNG is doing well. It's not because it's the best company in the gambling space. At least that's what I would say um, when I'd look at the company. But with that being said, there's more states coming, right? And so with that more states coming comes that money and and, and money gets things moving. And, and so that's why I would have to say when I'm looking at Bfly, fly I, I just see the technology needing to be adopted, needing to be purchased. And DraftKings is a little bit different. It, it's kind of an adaption and, and, and legalization. I think it's easier to get up than it is for Bfly to continue moving forward. Um, so I would say- this is money, baby. This is money, 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 money.
1: Yeah, you know, Mitch, you hit on part of what I was gonna say. I'm gonna piggyback off of that. So DraftKings has, you know, that first mover advantage with already having the, the daily fantasy players. So when a new state opens up, DraftKings isn't competing with anyone. They're they're just entering a new market and they're able to, you know, just go all in. Butterfly is competing against existing ultrasound companies, right? So, some of these emerging markets, you know, they may be able to buy these portable ultrasounds because they didn't already have one. But your large hospitals that already have bulky ultrasound machines, are are they going to rush out to buy the portable one? Maybe not. So, it could be a year or two away from, you know, that huge growth. Do I think Butterfly wins long term? I, I do. And, and I gotta believe in you know again Kathy Wood Bill Gates Bailey Gifford and even Jonathan Rothberg the guy who founded this company I'm a big believer in him, but but to me if we're looking just at 2021 with all the catalysts as Mitch said of new states coming you know and even if DraftKings doesn't get that revenue from those states this year the the share price is most likely going to reflect the the future right so if New York legalizes it, is DraftKings going to go up? most likely, right? That's a catalyst. So to me, I I have to think that DraftKings will be the better performing stock the rest of 2021. Mitch, did you look at these votes at all? I was seeing kind of split here.
0: Yeah, it looks kind of close there, guys. If you guys haven't voted yet, go ahead and press one or two to join in in the chat. Let us know which one we need to know right out outright winner here guys so let us know what you're thinking if you got a comment also put it in the chat we'll we'll put it up all right guys so i'm reading up here the chat trying to count the count the votes here it's (laughs) kind of close here
1: if there's no more votes i think i have the tally mitch and you you won't believe it
0: uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm seeing it, but not believing it I, If, if <laughs> so I got, much, so much that I think I might have to like kind of change up here. What I wrote down as a if, banner.
1: Yeah. If I, uh, if I tallied right and we might've had a, le- a late minute entry there, but if I tallied right, I got 11 to 10 for DraftKings. but now I'm seeing more votes coming in. I saw two more ones, uh, a two. And then I saw Sean trying to vote Sean, for, for Sean, both.
0: Sean. It has to be the guy that <laughs> gives us the one and two. So He's I don't know 12, if so don't know count. we
1: count that for both or if we throw that out, but Hey, I'd love to vote for both too. But unfortunately, so someone's got to lose today. Someone's got to go home and pack their bags. So yeah, I, I think Mitch, I'm seeing more ones roll in. So I think we have to call it here for, for draft
0: yeah, you know, I think I'm going to have to call it for DraftKings also. You know, at the end of the day, uh, we're making moves. So uh, I think I'm going to call it for DraftKings. It's going to be a hell of a battle here, guys. So we're talking DKNG versus DM in our national SPAC championship here. All right, let me let me close this up here. All right, guys, so we got our national spec championship here guys and it's going to be interesting to watch to see who's going to win between dm and dkng um you know we worked our way back here uh, dkng was a one seed and desktop metal was also a one seed so you're talking about some titans some titans going at it here guys so i'm going to go ahead up and put the banner here dm versus dkng and uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Some people are gonna say I don't like DM because I put a lowercase. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) let's go ahead and let's do it this way. So one of the things that I wanted to do here is while we talk about the two companies, you guys go ahead and and start putting your votes if you already got a vote, definitely press a one or two to join in there. But I wanted to do something a little bit different before we get a little too far from it. Um, so one of the things that I, I wanna do here is actually pull up their website. Why not, why not pull up their website here, see a little bit what they have here going on. Um, let me accept some cookies here so they can go ahead and, and, and get my information. But we're talking right here, 3D printing guys. And, and, and it's gonna be interesting to see how they continue moving forward. Uh, we're talking desktop metals here. And, and it's, it's something that has been needed before And I think it wasn't pushed, but I think the pandemic kind of pushed this a little bit forward. What do you think here, Chris?
1: Yeah, you know, I think 3D printing, right? And we heard 3D printing several years ago, right? And we saw these 3D printing companies, you know, rocket higher. To to me, this isn't 3D printing where you buy it for your house and you make, you know, toys, um, you know, or small items out of it. This is additive manufacturing. So we're talking about revolutionizing the industrial, you know, factory, the workplace, right? Where instead of, you know, making these huge, uh, you know, items for planes, for cars, you're able to actually print them, you know, from a 3D printer with with different materials that can save cost. They they can help with energy, right? So when you talk about cars and planes, you want cheap and you want, you know, uh, energy efficient, So if Desktop Metal and, you know, competitors as well can make it more efficient, they're going to win long-term. So to me with Desktop Metal, again, is it's the timeline. How quick does this win? You know, and also the, the thing that really struck me on their last earnings report was they also are entering the healthcare field, right? So they're working on 3D printing, you know, health items. I think it was orthodontics they talked about, right? So anyone who has kids... Uh, you know, you may have seen a a mold before, right? Uh, of teeth that's 3D printed, and it shows your kid's teeth. Desktop metal also getting into that space, you know. And on the other side, you know, DraftKings, but here, desktop metal, and also worth noting here, Mitch. Kathy Wood and ARK Funds owns both of these companies, right? One's in the 3D printing ETF and DraftKings is in a couple other ARK ETFs. So to me, Desktop Metal has a very exciting future. I think 3D printing, um, when you talk additive manufacturing and industrial, I, I think is going to be a high growth area going forward. What What do you think about Desktop Metal? I think the
0: old Mutric there. The old damn Mutric. Every time. one, One thing I'd say about desktop metals is that, you know, the old, what is the alternative here? And I think that's what you need to ask yourself. If the alternative is is not using 3D to kind of get these printing and, and get that mass production, then it's actually us doing the, the, the manufacturing. And that's just way too expensive. And so that we've been looking for ways to get these manufacturing, these designs down packed. And so you're seeing right here all the availability, manufacturing, heavy industry, machine, like Chris mentioned, education. Uh, consumer goods, automotive. There's just so many fields that they can get into. And then what happens is that I think certain fields are going to adapt faster than others. And then you'll see their revenue increase in those certain fields. Um, I honestly am blown away by these 3D companies because there's so many of them, but they all have great uh, projections. And so one of the things that I'd say is that it's probably meaning that the industry as a whole is going to become a massive industry. And, and so keep your eye on these, whether it be desktop metal. I mean, we could talk about others in the SPACs, but definitely on my radar. Um, let's go ahead and let's get into some DraftKings here. Um, I know a lot of people are talking already in the chat. Let me go ahead and catch up here. Um, let me see some of the the chat here. So it's, uh, Rick saying DM is the future. Um, so it's going to be interesting here. Three three uh, D printing human organs. I, I don't know if they're doing that yet, but if they're going to do I it, don't, let I don't think do they're
1: it. doing that yet. But it's definitely coming in the space. So who oh, knows? And Desktop window. Metal has been a, a company that has acquired several other smaller companies. So now that Desktop Metal is public, we could really say see you know the M and A space uh, ramp up for 3d printing. So what's to stop desktop metal from, you know, expanding, you know, some of these other areas by the acquisition route.
0: Yeah. Someone talking about space use for 3d printing DM isn't really there just yet, but I could see them stepping into the field. Um, Yeah. And and that's going to
1: be, that's going to be highly competitive. There's several 3d printing companies working with space companies, Um, you know, and I think maybe long-term that could be, you know, an area, but to me, I I think desktop metal, you know, being involved with these industrial partners, you know, is a bigger deal than going to space right now.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen the printing of the organs, but the question is, will DM be in that? And that's that was my kind of question more along here. Um, So that's why I brought that up. Uh, Let's get into some DraftKings. So one of the things I want to talk about, guys, and I'll bring up the website here so you guys can see a little bit more, is, of course... Bonuses bring the attention, and then look. This is what I always talk about, guys. This is this is the most important thing. State by state, you're gonna start seeing this chart turn green, guys. This these these states are gonna slowly go green. I think you'll see Florida go green. Um, you're gonna start seeing multiple states trying to push towards it because it's really, at least in, in my understanding, there's no reason why sports betting should be illegal. If I can... Go buy a gun if I can go to war if I can do all this. Why can't I sports gamble in my home in my hometown? I don't need to be flying out to Vegas. I can just do it from home, and that's yeah, why look, I look love. At that, look at that green Colorado. out there. Look
1: at that green out lonely, west.
0: Who's, lonely, Who's We're that lonely, lonely
1: state out there?
0: We need some help out here. The <laughs> other, we need some help. You know, so that's going to be interesting. Of course, DraftKings has their pools um, where you're going to go ahead and play. You can do anything from football games to your favorite shows they got promotions they have missions um you know they have over 10 million registered users seven billion dollars already paid out and the number one rating sports app here um it's going to be interesting you know i I know they stepped up from their original fantasy kind of move and i think they just they, they kind of were thinking of ways around sports betting at first and they'll probably kill me for this one, but they were working their way around sports betting first by doing fantasy. And then when it became legal and they were able to do it, they just jumped on the horse, jumped on the Yeah, you know,
1: and and props to them because what a way to gain potential customers. And they're already doing it, right? You look at all those gray states. What does DraftKings, I mean, and their competitive FanDuel, what do they have in those gray states already? They have an existing user base that already use DraftKings and FanDuel for Daily Fantasy. So when those states turn green, all they have to do is flip on the app, send out an email and a promotion, right, to all these customers, and then they get them to bet on sports and not just do Daily Fantasy. I saw it firsthand here in Michigan, right? As soon as we went legalized, DraftKings you know, sends out the email. I had already done Daily Fantasy with DraftKings. They sent me an email, hey, you like sports. I bet you like to bet on sports too, right? <laughs> it's it's that easy. And, and and Mitch, they're doing the same thing in Canada, right? They They launched Daily Fantasy in Canada and, and Canada's working on legalizing sports betting similar to the US where it would be province by province. DraftKings is going to have a head start there. I mean, th- this is a highly competitive... Uh, you know, market, there's over a dozen companies, right, with sports betting and iGaming, but really there's three or four that, that stand out and, you know, dominate in terms of market share. DraftKings is one of them and DraftKings is in more states than any of the competitors. So to me, that's a key advantage, um, you know, going forward.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch the competition between the gambling companies. But one thing that has been said is that DraftKings is what I call kind of that spender, that cash cow um, willing to spend in the industry to make it to wherever they need to make it. So it's kind of like um, a perfect example, I would say, to compare to DraftKings. And it's completely Different, But Netflix, Netflix is a perfect example because Netflix took it on themselves to say, hey, I, I know we're spending some cash, but we don't care because we need users first. Users is our first focus. We're going to get whatever content we need. We need to buy it. We need to make it whatever it needs to be. But we're going to get our users, our base our base users. And once we grow that to a massive amount, then we can use that to monetize and and kind of push towards profitability. But at first, it's about collecting the the, the group, the users. And I think that's what you're starting to see with DraftKings. They're definitely collecting the users. And, And one of the things is, you know, you're starting to see is that they use the right people. They use the right people. They use people like, let's say, my man Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch here, and, and and they know how to get into your mind with the influencers, with the athletes. Um, you guys see the commercials all the time uh, on t- on TV, whether it be uh, kind of the guy from Suns, uh. The, the Suns basketball team, what's his name? Booker? Booker, Devin I've Booker, seen him. Yeah. yeah, Devin Booker. He has commercials. So let, let, let's go ahead and, and let's give it to a vote now. Press one or two. Join in, guys. The battle here is press one for DM, two for DKNG. Who's going to take it today? Who's going to take the National SPAC championship here? Um, so let's see what happens here. What's going on in the chat? What are you seeing out there, Chris? You know, guys, yeah,
1: don't forget to vote. We've been talking about this matchup for a little while, but one for DM, two for DKNG. Y- you know, Mitch, compared to our last round of matchups that were, you know, pretty close, I- I'm seeing more of a, a slant here towards DraftKings um, with twos getting more votes right now. Um You know, so we'll wait a second for some more last minute votes. But otherwise, I think we have a a champion being crowned, um, you know, in this first March Spacness tournament.
0: Well, Chris, well, Chris, we're going to have to see what happens. But um, it it is looking like that is what's coming true here. So the only thing I would have to say is DKNG isn't here to celebrate, but this is all I'm seeing. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, baby. You already know it. DraftKings takes the National SPAC championship here, guys. We're going to have to get DKNG on here. I don't know if that dance we can do when they're on, but I might have to (laughs) do it in the back just like...
1: Woo, woo, woo. there it is guys your, <laughs> your national champion and, and and mitch i think someone pointed out in the chat if, if you pull that bracket back up uh where was DraftKings located on that bracket because i believe it it was was it baylor was that yep, it was
0: the baylor <laughs> it was baylor and they, so how know, about it. they that. know it they
1: know it going in line with the national championship You know, with Baylor, there it is. Happy Muhammad Baylor with the 2x win. You got it. So, DraftKings winning the tournament. And, guys, I I have to agree. You know, we had some great companies in this. I hope everyone had fun doing this too. You know, we, we talked about some great companies. We also talked about maybe some some unknown or undervalued companies, Mitch. I know uh, DMS Digital Media Solutions, right? The the advertising play that was in one of those early rounds. And we heard, you know, John uh Jana Rohn talk about it on the show a couple weeks ago. So to me, you you've got 64 companies now that you can, you know, dive into, do some more research, or you can look at our final four or the elite eight and really see what the chat and what, you know, viewers out there are liking for 2021 and also some of the comments about maybe a couple of years away. So maybe those are the ones that you, you know, put on a watch list or you stock aside in a, in an IRA. So they're not going to win March Spacness this year, but maybe they win, you know, down the road.
0: Yeah. You know, we, we got a question here. Uh, what happened to SPACs, man? <laughs> um. So yeah. So this this is a perfect example, guys. And what I've been trying to focus on now, guys, is the D specs, the ones that have the revenues that I can look at, the ones that I can start judging a little bit more than just their board. And so I think you you take a look at some of these companies or you take a look at D specs, you start trying to get the valuation of where do you think it makes sense and where the price can kind of meet the revenues, um, start looking to, to see kind of the, where the book values are. Um, it, it's all about, it, it actually starts coming into fundamentals and, and how those actually align. Um, DMS definitely one to point out there. Uh, another one that's been going off, uh, HOFV did really great on this list. mp also showing up after a big pullback, so definitely keep your eyes on MP. Um, you also got RSI on here, GNOG. Um, those are going to be interesting. We saw it. Um, I don't know if you saw that uh, that article that Benzinga put out, Chris, about uh, about 500 times. The percentage of people added the betting sites and betting apps.
1: Yeah, betting apps uh, downloads soared during March Madness, right? And mm-hmm. you, you know, we saw this around Super Bowl time too, right? Major sporting events. You know, they of course these betting sites they they offer more promotions. You know, so it might not drop to the bottom line, but you're gaining customers for these major sporting events. So now you know, after March Madness, we drop off a little bit, right? We had baseball just start, we have NBA going, we'll get playoffs, you know, eventually we have hockey going, we'll get playoffs eventually. But until, you know, football comes back, you know, will we see downloads soar again? Or or are we in the slower period for, you know, customer acquisition? But, you know, these states report numbers every month, and it's always interesting to see you know, what those numbers are and who the winners are. I know that's what I'm paying attention to in Michigan here is we had DraftKings, a big winner, and then also uh, MGM with MGM, you know, taking the second place, um, you know, in the state in the early months. So very interesting. Yeah. And, you know, what happened to SPACs? You know, I I, same thing Mitch said, you know, that there's great SPACs out there. You got to look to some of these ones that have already gone public. They de-SPACed. And then, you know, start to circle those earnings dates on your calendar, right? Or if you have Benzinga Pro, it, it's right up there at the top, right? It says, you know, RMO is set to report earnings in 13 days, you know, and you you come and you listen. And what did we get with RMO? They, they lowered guidance. So maybe that one, you know, goes off your watch list or it goes on a long-term watch list. And, and then you have a company, you know, like, um, you know, DraftKings. DKNG, last time they reported earnings, what did they do? They raised their guidance. They're 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 ahead of the numbers they put in their investor presentation. So now you're getting a really good look at you know the company since it has gone public, um, you know, and what they plan to do and how they plan to grow. So you know the spacs all get lumped together, but you really have to separate the 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 short term winners, the long term winners, and the possible losers, just as you would with any stocks, you know, any industry right if you're looking at you know the oil market there might be a couple winners a couple losers do the research and separate them out and pick the winners
0: all right, so Chris, before we get on out of here, there's two major specs that I wanted to talk about. They're definitely trending on YouTube, so let's go ahead and touch them here. This is gonna be North Genesis Acquisition Corp, NGA, guys. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pull the ticker up here. Chris, what has been going on with NGA the last couple of weeks? What do you think about this chart and where do you think it is heading? Yeah, and I saw
1: someone in the chat as well, ask about NGA, so Northern Genesis Acquisition bringing lion electric public this is one we've talked about where you know they're an electric vehicle electric bus company they have some large deals in place both in the US and in Canada um you know late in march they announced their largest truck order to date 100 0 emission trucks from pride group enterprises they they've announced some battery deals some bus deals and you know, this is a play on on infrastructure in the Biden administration as well. As we shift to electric vehicles, electric buses, you know, Biden wants to get every single school bus in the U.S. electric in the future. NGA, Lion Electric, is one of the companies that's going to help do that. And they're also going to launch a factory here in the U.S. So, so you know, as we talk about U.S. companies, they'll be able to compete for those markets and for those deals from the U.S. government, you know, from those factories here in the U.S., but they also have that relationship in Canada. You know, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, he he toured their factories. He spoke about Lion Electric publicly. They're winning deals in Canada as well. And Canada, you know, really aggressive with advancing the electric buses and electric vehicles. So I own shares of NGA. It's one of my long-term picks, Lion Electric, a, a winner down the road for sure.
0: All right. And there's one more here to mention, and that's uh, Kensington Capital Acquisition Corp. Um, Let me go ahead and paste this right here. Um, So this is another one being talked about often on YouTube right now. What do you think about this one?
1: Yeah. So Kensington Capital Acquisition Corp, guys, if that name sounds familiar and and also the ticker KCAC, it is because this is the same SPAC group um, that took a, a different company public. This was uh, QuantumScape. So QS now. So this is a strong management team. And you have the former CEO of Chrysler. You, you have the former CEO of uh, Eco Motors. You also have a director from QuantumScape attached. So they're really focusing on the automotive market in North America. I have to believe they're going to go after something, you know, electric or clean energy down the road. But great management team. And, and you know, I, I I really like this one, Um, you know, going forward.
0: Yeah, it looks like this is uh, I'm actually pulling up Kensington Capital Acquisition Corp 2 here trading in units still. Um, by K A K C A C U, so definitely uh, keep your eyes on this one, guys. It's actually gotten down to close to ten dollars here. It's touched ten twenty six, and now it's up there ten fifty. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. Definitely being mentioned on YouTube, so we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on that one, guys. And that's probably going to do it for us today. We got about two minutes left until the power hour, guys. Um, so definitely. Uh, Chris, man, it's good to have you back. Good to be on the SPACs attack. And one of the things that i definitely let you guys know is if you guys hit him up, guys, hit him up. The Chrysopedia is on Twitter, guys. So if you guys haven't hit him up, definitely check him out, guys um he he does this every single day you guys see the twitter handle right there chris catchy that's my man the brains to the show yeah so. mitch
1: someone in the chat was asking that last one so kensington capital yeah it's kcacu it is still trading in units um so you know kcacu is the ticker right now um if you're looking that up but yeah trading you know over ten dollars now, but this was one when it priced it was right around ten dollars. And with those units, you, you get a quarter of a warrant too. So nice upside there, nice protection around net asset value. Um, and looking at that chart, this one's starting to you know really go higher. I think people are paying attention to strong management teams, right? And this is one that got QuantumScape done. QuantumScape was the highest. Uh, share price of a SPAC in 2020, it it hit over $100. So you have a management team there that that got a good deal done that was well received by the market. So I think people anticipate the same. But Mitch, before we get out of here, we got to talk about tomorrow. So
0: we we have
1: an exciting show tomorrow, guys. And that's not to say we don't have exciting shows every day, because we do. We, We also bring on lots of guests, right? And we've been bringing on CEOs, um, you know, since this show started, and, and tomorrow we have a returning guest. So we have CEO Matt Higgins coming back to talk about omni-channel acquisition corp. That's ticker OCA, which I do own shares of now. I bought after our last interview, um, trading at like nine seventy five now or whatever. But but Matt is bringing a friend back with him. So so not only do we have Matt Higgins on the show tomorrow talking about OCA. Uh,
0: uh, Let's since we got a minute here and I don't see I don't see uh Luke up in here let's 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 test let's test the chat here. Who this person and I'll, I'll give a little trivia here. This person wants to own the Jets. That's a good clue. Anyone who
1: knows this person is probably we'll going to get it. Probably know with that one. one at least. And but, if you watched our interview with Matt Higgins last time, you also may get this because it's definitely has to do with OCA. So Matt is coming back. He's bringing a friend. What do you think, Chad? Who, who's coming on the show tomorrow? We're super excited about this.
0: Well, it's the shark attack, but not that one. So
1: not <laughs> anyone from Shark Tank. He, he was a guest <laughs> judge on, on Shark. Oh, I think, I think we might have yeah, a... <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Roof, you might have to fix that one a little bit though, but <laughs> I want to put you up, but <laughs> you got to get his name right at least.
1: Keep misspelling, yeah. I think There we go. There's,
0: there, there's, there's one. There <laughs> you go. There you go. And still not. Let's let's put the man's name right. I think. I, let's help everybody out. Now yeah. we're getting some. There you go, <laughs> Gary V. That's
1: right, guys. Gary V. Gary Vannerchuck joining us on Spax Attack tomorrow. Holy cow. What well, what a great guest we have coming, and again we'll have Matt Higgins and Gary V talking about OCA. I'm super excited, Mitch. I know you are as well. I know you've followed Gary V, uh, you know, for longer than I have, um, but super excited. What do you think?
0: Hey guys, I can tell you from a person that has gone to these speeches. I've gone to uh, Tony Robbins, Gary V, in one session. It, it was it was something unbelievable. Really got my motivation going. Probably why I'm here today, guys. Um, you know, one of the things that I really learned is. To, to really push on my own kind of goals and my establishment of what I wanted in my life took control. Um, you could call it being an entrepreneur. Um, some people, you know, hey, you guys see me here on, on, on Benzinga, but at the end of the day, that's the way I work, guys. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a builder. I'm always trying to get to the next level, focusing on how I can better myself. And that's one of the best things that Gary V always stands for. So if you want to go ahead and get to the next level see a great interview tomorrow and definitely get to know more of OCA and Matt Higgins definitely check it out guys it's going to be tomorrow that's OCA ticker OCA so that that's going to be really fun man I'm, I'm super excited to see that
1: and guys you know we always ask questions from the chat so come back tomorrow type those questions in or hit Mitch or I up on Twitter or comment on this video. If you have questions, right. We're going to talk about OCA. We're going to hear all about why did Gary V attach himself to this SPAC? What are, what is he looking for? Right. We heard from Matt, what he was looking for. We're, we're going to hear, you know, more of that team dynamic, right. Matt talked about this great team that he had, but, but we're going to hear from Gary V and get the other side of things, um, so I'm super excited. So OCA guys, don't miss the show tomorrow. Gary V and Matt Higgins joining us on Spax Attack.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to be looking fresh, man. My man <laughs> Gary V. I
1: think. Yeah, you think the ties tomorrow, Mitch? I think. I think probably.